Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome in Tuesdays at Top Golf. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You can tell it's a holiday season. It's busier and busier. Place is packed today here at Top Golf. Yeah. Uh, a lot of events going on around the holidays, Christmas parties and the like. And uh, so come on out, say hello. We'll be here until six o'clock each and every Tuesday. I think, with the exception of the Tuesday after Christmas, in between that Jets and Patriots game, uh, we're going to be out of town. I'm still be doing the show, but it'll be from out of town, so it won't be from here at Top Golf. But otherwise, been here all every Tuesday during the football season. We'll continue to do that all the way up until the end, which is nearing. <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Still four games to go. You know, the 17-game season, we didn't realize it would be the longest season in the history of the franchise for other reasons, too. Well, I mean, it's felt like that, I feel like, since week eight. But, yeah, we're <laughs> we're out here right now for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it. you know what's made this kind of a long year? Not only the record, 2-11, and 11, everything else going on, the day-to-day -day, uh, that everybody knows about, but also the fact that they didn't stop. There was so much excitement and kind of stuff to talk about with Trevor and Urban and all this other stuff in January, February, March, April. You know, there always is stuff to talk about oh, Jags offseason, but it just felt ramped up a little right bit, right? Not for sure. Because of everything going on, and then that hope uh, that everybody had, and now that's dissipated. It's 2-11. Uh, Jags have a home game here, and then the final one against the Indianapolis Colts, um, and, and now obvious other reasons why the season feels long, but it's been a long year uh, for everybody uh, in Jacksonville in terms of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you have fun yesterday? Talking about Urban Meyer nonstop. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a three-hour uh, Urban Meyer, you know, kind of opinion show. But it was great. I mean, we had a lot of phone calls. We had calls from both sides. Um, you know, so me and Casey had to hold it down. We may have had some people disagree with us a little bit, but that's all right. Because, you know, we do. Mutombo, get out of here. So <laughs> it was all good, man. We, we heard from a lot of sides, though. It was, uh, it was good conversation. It was fun. Um, you know, and that was the crazy thing about the whole day was, like, you came in for the first hour, and then obviously you, you had a, a sit-down with Shad Khan, or at least that's what I was told. And then imagine my surprise. I'm not sure how Casey feels about it, but imagine my surprise when I get online this morning and I see Gene Fernette posting about 20 minutes about being on the yacht. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Gene Fernette must have got VIP access to the Kismet. And then imagine my surprise when I find out that there was a media party last night that I must not got invited to. But that's all right, because we had to hold down the show, and that's what we did. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, by the way, shame on you for not seeing me share about it instead of Gene Fernette first, but um, I'll ask you about that later. Oh, wait. Well, and shout out to Gene Fernet, man. That guy's showing a lot of pictures of that, that yacht. So that's what I saw first. So anyway, uh, we were on the Kismet yesterday. Uh, 14 years I've been around, haven't been on the Kismet. Cool. Uh, so that was cool. But uh, it, was, uh, it was an informal, very informal discussion. Mm -hmm. And here's how this started. Just give you a little background. Sure. Uh, you know, many of us request when it's going to be the 10-year anniversary. Today's the 10-year anniversary of Shot Khan being the Jags owner. And so over the years, I've done sit-downs with Shad at, at different milestones or maybe it's a couple times a year. I sat down with him right before the draft earlier this year, yeah. you know, leading into the Trevor Lawrence draft pick. And uh, done it at Super Bowls. We've done it down in owners' meetings. We've done it in London. I mean, so a lot of different times over the years. So he's been accessible from that standpoint. He's not accessible a lot, yep. but he's been willing to do that, um, you know, at times. And so we know what was going on here. There's obviously there's a lot going on these last couple of weeks. The record's not good. And so I was kind of wondering how they would deal with this part of it because it is 10 years. I think that is a milestone. You know, I mean, I think uh, if you're going to own something or you're going to be a part of something for a decade, especially at this high level, high profile thing, it's a milestone. 
Uh, and obviously the record hasn't been good. So would he be willing to talk about some of that? Yep. But this was more, by the way. So we requested it, and I think other people did too. And this somehow turned into um, probably a handful of people to maybe a, a little bit more to make them accessible to everybody that covers them on a beat. We talking handful, like maybe 12 to 14 people? Well, I think it started out Some as probably hands. five to six, yeah. and then it ends up ballooning to, I would say, between 15 and 20. Yeah. Um, so, so listen, there was a little a big hands for a handful. There was a little angst on my part. I played the old guy in town to say it took me 14 years to get on the kismet. Sure. It took some of you, you guys that have been in the market for 18 months to get on the kismet. Sure. Like, yeah. I, have you been on the kismet? Sure haven't. You weren't what as a, a player? Hey, what a, no. What would have loved to see it last night, especially with this weather now cooling off a little bit. Nice little St. John's River breeze going. But it's all good. I'm not mad about it. All, all you have to do is not, like put in a request. Casey, did you know about this? Dude, I can't even get in the press box. Okay. Good. Yeah, true. Good. Well, you, you Which, by the way, in LA. listen, guys. Well, what does that tell you? I mean, <laughs> I got to move to L.A., I guess. That's I don't know. Point. That's a good point. I mean, guys, you got to earn some of this stuff. I mean, what do you think? It's just given to you? Okay. You millennials? Okay. You think everything's just given to you? you really? You deserve because it? there was people a lot younger than I was on that uh, kismet last well, night. And I had a little, uh, I took umbrage to that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of younger people on the kismet. So it was millennials, juniors, seniors, <laughs> boomers, you name it. There was a party on the kismet, and I guess my <laughs> must have, you know, got lost in the mail. So, but, uh, but imagine my surprise this morning. So I will say this. So it was, uh, it was under the idea of 10-year anniversary. Sure. And obviously the events of the last, you know, really this year, but especially this last weekend where everything boiled even more yep. <laughs> somehow with Urban Meyer. Horrible it was addressed. Time. Yeah. It was yeah. addressed as well. So it's a, I, I will say this. I mean, these are tricky situations. It's, we know the fans are, are tired. We know the fans uh, are mad. Um, I don't. It's hard to have a celebration, you know, kind of thing when when people are mad about the football team and the wins and losses. Uh, but you know me too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna flip flop here. I've been very negative lately. The last few weeks. Um, I I don't like what's going on here with Urban Meyer. We've we've talked about that. I think I'm wrong about Urban Meyer from the early going. I, I admitted that yesterday. Uh, those conversations are going to continue. I think they're giving us nothing right now from a football standpoint to be very positive about. But one thing I'm not going to change my tune on, and I, and I haven't, and I, and uh, until I see more evidence of it outside of a win-loss record, to to say Shad Khan's not good for Jacksonville and and um, is trying to win and wants to win and all those things, I don't think is accurate. I really don't. I never have believed that. And you can go listen to me eight years ago, ten years ago, uh, when I was with him in Dallas to New York to when he first owned took over the team uh, to five years ago to three years ago to now. That has not changed. And and I don't think. In fact, I. I I said this to some people yesterday. He said, I know the fans are really mad right now. They're not. I know Shad Khan's probably not top favorite on their list. Yeah. But if you polled the people on, that, on the kismet yesterday that were talking to him and with him about this football team a little bit and about the city of Jacksonville and everything else, um, there's nobody that's walking away there saying this guy doesn't want to win and that doesn't care about winning and all that stuff. Um, he's a little baffled, I think, at times, too, that he hasn't been able to get it right. Sure. You know? Uh, but he also has perspective that few of us can get to. I mean, it's a guy that came to the United States at 16 years old and built this all by himself, and he continues to refer to, if you watch, if you look at Gene Fournette's article uh, last week and also yesterday, he refers to, listen, there are bumps in the road. They just never made the headlines in the page, front pages on my way to, to doing very well, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So this is just a very more public uh, not doing well uh, in his regard. So um, I think that was one of my takeaways, and, and I know you fan, the fans don't want to hear that, right? Sure. Uh, I said last week when we interviewed James Robinson, one of the things that really struck me 
um, about covering this team and about how everybody reacted to that interview on Jags Report Live is I think fans heard what they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear somebody say, yeah, I got benched. You know, what are they doing? Yeah. And James, in a nice way, kind of said that, what we all knew was happening, and he was able to, ver you know, verbalize that and say that. And I think that's why people took to that interview. Well, I think just the opposite a week later. We're going to talk about Shad Khan a little bit, and I think he is a good owner. I think he has a lot of good qualities. I think he really wants to win. I think he cares about the city, the fans, everything else. But it's really hard for me to sit here and say that because, you, because there's not a lot of evidence on the win-loss column over the years. And... I don't think that's what you want to hear right now. Well, you know? that's the biggest thing is, like, I'm sure Urban Meyer wants to win. I'm sure every single guy in that locker room right now, they want to win. Obviously, Shad Khan wants to win. But if you add up the wins and losses the past decade, it has not been good. It's been astronomically bad. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think any owner would want to win. But the issue, and I think what fans are, you know, are tired of and, and fed up with is the fact that there has been a lot more losses than there are wins. Yeah, and... and of course, the owner has to wear that, and he of doesn't course. run from it, you know? He doesn't. Um, and now the question is, from a football standpoint, we'll get into some of the other stuff, but from a football standpoint, is he willing, is he going to, is he going to decide that this isn't going in the right direction? Hmm. Um, uh, you said, I think, yes, I think we've all said it. He's not making a move. Uh, you could make a move, and I think people would want you to make a move, and it might not be working, but he's not making a move with four games to go. It's just oh, not his MO. Well, no, uh, I said that he should have made a move. Yeah, though. you should. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah. And I think the reality is, I think you even, you might say he should, yes. but I think the reality is you know he's not. That's just not his MO. I mean, it just yeah. hasn't been, and he's going to sit down after the season and figure this out. Um, I think he's kind of verbalize that as well and again you don't have to agree with that we all might think this isn't going to work out yeah but i think that's just what it is the reality is listen we want them to win more too and they're not but i think he's going to evaluate everything and uh, go ahead L let me ask you this though if houston comes in to jacksonville and embarrasses the jacksonville jaguars will there be some move under some circumstance I don't, not, I don't I'm not so. saying head coach, but anything, nothing. No, I don't okay. think so, Austin. I, I think we've huh? been here before on this, like those kind of con conversations. We may not have been here exactly where well, we're I mean, at, but we've been at some of these conversation points where it's like, if he has to pull the trigger if, if they lose this one. He has sure. to pull the trigger. I mean, they've had a lot of bad seasons like that, and, and obviously that's not a good thing. Yeah. But I just don't think we see that. We don't see Shad Khan do that, and I did not get the feel that's going to happen coming off last night. Now, what I did get the feel of, maybe different than some of my peers that were there, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people kind of, you know, amongst ourselves after we were like, uh, some people were saying, hey, he's going to, Bourbon's going to come back. Like, I think he's going to be patient with him. He's going to give him another chance. That's kind of what he's done. I didn't feel that way. I did not feel that way. Now, I didn't say, I'm not saying succinctly he's not coming back. Okay. But I am not, I am totally on a, after last night, even, mm -hmm. still, I'm a 50-50 guy on Urban Meyer coming back. Okay. And, again, you do have to look at the track record a little bit. He's been patient with people. He signed, the bottom line is he signed Urban Meyer to a lot of money and a long-term deal, right? That's a, it's a big deal from a business standpoint. Sure. Do you pull the plug on, on a guy in year one? That, that's a big decision to make. Um, even if you don't think it's going in the right th the way, that's still a big decision to make. I, I know on Twitter and everywhere it's an easy decision to make. I don't think it's as easy for the guy who's actually pulling the trigger on the move. Okay, but Shad Khan's been patient, yes, when it comes to wins and losses. Shad Khan has not been patient when it comes to bad optics of making this team look 
miserable in the national light. That's whether it's Tom Coughlin, you know, whether it's the whole Jalen Ramsey stuff. Shad Khan has pulled the trigger pretty quickly when his team is underneath the bus looking bad. This is a circumstance right now where if you turn on ESPN, if you turn on the national media, they're ripping apart Jacksonville right now. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the joke of the NFL. There's teams with worse records out there. Doesn't really matter. The Jaguars are the joke of the NFL right now. I got to feel that rubs Shad Khan the wrong way. I get being patient with wins and losses because you feel like, all right, eventually you get the right players, the coaches get acquainted, and you start winning games. But I don't think Shad Khan is as as patient when your team that, you know, you're, you're overseeing essentially is getting drugged through the mud right now due to the media and just what's escalated here the past couple weeks. Yeah, and I think there, there's, there's some accuracy there. Uh, I think we have Dell on the line. Let's get him in, then I'm going to read you the quote that you just referenced because I think that's, to me, that was maybe the biggest part of the Urban Meyer stuff last night is the tone, uh, which obviously you can't hear in print, but what was said, I did... I did think spoke volumes. I don't think it was a ringing endorsement. I don't think it was a vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. I think it was a, hey, we're going to evaluate this thing. So we'll get more to that in a minute. I think we have Dell on the line. Dell, uh, what's happening, man? Thanks for jumping in. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Just real quick, I wanted to invite y'all and all the listeners to join the movement that's growing really fast right now on Jaguars Twitter. It's the Team Urban Movement, hashtag Team Urban. So basically, hear me out. It was started on Sunday by Cap, by Bold City Cap. And I, along with many others, are pretty much riding with Cap. And you're probably wondering how it started. Basically, Urban is a winner. He's a champion. Trevor is a winner. He's a champion. And what do winners do when he sees receivers running into each other, running the wrong routes, dropping passes? He calls them out. And people who aren't winners, they don't like that. They leak stuff, then the media writes, you know, stories about it. But what they don't know is all those stories will actually poke the bear. It'll wake up a sleeping giant. And that's what he needed, and that's what we needed. Now, you guys start waking me up. I'm, I'm falling asleep. What are you saying? Well, I'm, Austin, I'm not calling you out, Austin. Because you weren't on that yacht sipping champagne and eating caviar. No, I wasn't, basically, man. Basically, I'm just inviting anybody to jump aboard. Hashtag Team Urban. We're rolling with Urban. Let's ride with them. That's it. Thanks, thanks, Cap. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks for jumping in. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, by the way, I don't think Cap has the stamina to keep up hashtag Team Urban. Wait, no, that, that wasn't Cap, was it? That was somebody else. No, I think that, it was, that was Cap. Cap's friend. Oh, that was Cap. Okay. I think it was Cap. Cool. Uh, right on. Del, what, what, what was though, interesting. On, do you think he's voting for, do you think he's happening? vouching for Del Rio? Who? Uh, you what, haven't what? seen on social media. No, uh, man, you, you know me. I'm yeah. Low City Cap there, he's all okay. over this hashtag. He's, he's flipped. Okay. He's now on to Team Urban. Oh, so he's got his back. Yeah, he's got okay. his back. But I just don't believe he has the stamina. Oh, to, to keep that going. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> I dumping you. him. But I got you. I thought it was. Uh, oh no, I, man. Okay. Don't, well, hey, okay this is it. a this is a non-dumping <laughs> show here. This well, was, uh, well, easy now. I don't say I don't want to. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Well, here. no, don't promote your podcasts or don't promote like your other <laughs> radio shows. He didn't do that. He was just saying a movement. I'm, you, can, you can support a movement. Yeah, well, that's a movement that probably doesn't have a lot of stamina. Okay, uh, is is just my guess. I didn't know what was happening. I uh, knew exactly what was happening. Okay. Um, that's why I'm here for you. Okay. <laughs> well, you um, did you have caviar last night? No, um, not at all. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, what, this is what you just said prior. Mm -hmm. Again, this is where I think it's, it's very much unwritten 
whether Urban Meyer is coming back in mm -hmm. 2022. And I actually thought that was pretty clear yesterday mm -hmm. on two occasions. One, he said, we think we have a roster that is worthy of more than two wins. So mm -hmm. that's an indictment on the coaching staff, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, that follows up what Urban had said to start the year. I think it's coaches, not players. We've got the players. I got, you know, well, he's also put the onus on him by that comment. Now, he hasn't really taken the accountability as much in recent yeah. months, but yeah. he put the onus on him. And I think Shad Khan is essentially saying the same things. But what really should concern Urban Meyer if he wants to continue on here in Jacksonville is this part. Quote, what concerns me is wins and losses. We haven't had a lot of wins. What's different about this thing is you have losses and you have drama. In the past, it was like you were, quote, the lowly Jaguars and everyone left you alone. Now the scrutiny we have is really something different, and how much of that is we're bringing it upon ourselves? How much of that is deserved, and how much of that is he won wherever he was, and then this is something he's never dealt with. And when you win in football, you create enemies. The only way you can really deal with that is you have to win again. So the last part to me is a little bit different than the first part. We'll get to the last part a little later. Okay. But the first part is that's an owner who feels embarrassed by what's going on. That's yes, also an owner mm -hmm. that feels this is an unforced error on Urban Meyer's part on a couple of different levels, from Ohio to the James Robinson front to maybe the Chris Doyle front to the to now this past weekend. Yeah. And so these are moments where it's like, okay, it's one thing to lose, yeah. but to what you just said, turn around and see every sports show in the country mm -hmm. talking about Urban Meyer, calling Urban Meyer out, saying the Jags can't get any lower, the Jags have to move on. Well, that's a reflection of a team that the owner owns. And, yeah. and so that, for anybody is embarrassing well and i understand that if you're an owner and you're trying to build the culture and everything you have to have a short-term memory of when it was bad but keep in mind when it was like whatever the the percentage of grievances were in the nfl and essentially the nfl pa was telling free agents not to sign with jacksonville that was everywhere as well like that was on espn that was in every single article and that made this you know this team look bad as well and urban meyer handled that very i'm not urban meyer uh shod khan handled that very swiftly and yeah. got rid of you know tom coughlin and said thanks for your time here but we don't need your services anymore. You know, this, whether it's the stuff in Cincinnati, which, you know, it was the laughing stock for a while. It, it kind of blew over until you started losing more. Then it was like Urban's going to this college or Urban's going to that college. I mean, this is a polarizing guy. Y you knew that coming in. Um, if you get wins right off the bat, it wouldn't have been an issue. But the fact that you have two wins right now, it's the only issue. And then when you couple that with two wins, then whether they have transpired, well, yeah, that's going to be the talking point. That's going to be the headline. And where you look at it right now, I mean, if you want to compare it to the Grievance Gate stuff, to me, it's almost worse because, like, you know, it was, well, we didn't really, like, we knew something was going on with Tom Coughlin, but we didn't really know how bad it was. And then you hear Dante Fowers fight up and all this great stuff. Okay, fine. But, like, that was one instance, right? It, it, it wasn't one instance, but it was, like, it was umbrella under one thing. Here we're hearing about coaches getting chewed out. Here we're hearing about players leaving practice. You know, and then you see it in, in the media as well. You see it in the press conferences where, like, well, was Cisco on the field or not? Why isn't James Robinson yeah. playing? So, like, this issue is coupled by so much more than just one issue where I think it makes this team look even worse because you can't just point to one thing. There's so many things. There's so many red flags right now that you can point to and make fun of. Yeah, and I think uh, I think you're right. About, first of all, losing exacerbates all those things, but also the mounting nature of all these things piling up and piling on and piling up and piling on just continues to make it part of the cycle all the time, locally and nationally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes this a little bit different, too. It's not a one-off thing. Again, if it's Marvin Jones and Urban Meyer, 
and that's the only thing that's happened in the fall other than losing, yeah. probably not that big a deal. If it's a one-day benching of James Robinson, people disagree instead of a two-week, probably not that big of a deal. Mm. You're berating assistant coaches? Heck, half of Twitter's berating all their coaches. I don't think they care about that that much. But on top of everything else, and what else have you said that hasn't been leaked out, and what's the temperature in the building, well, those things mount up. And that's what we're talking about. And we thought that we could get some of this, maybe, with the hiring of Urban Meyer. What we didn't expect is to see a team that has regressed, a quarterback that's not developed, and two wins here in mid-December mm -hmm. from Urban Meyer. If you were going to put up with a little bit of this other stuff, we thought those three things that I just mentioned and then some from the on-the-field product would look a little bit better. And maybe you got to give a little of this stuff to get some of that. Yeah. Well... We're giving and giving and not getting. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem right now with Urban Meyer. We're there live at uh, Top Golf Tuesdays at Top Golf Beer until 6 o'clock. Let's talk more about it. I'll tell you what else uh, Shad Khan said from the city to the stadium to Trevor Lawrence to more on Urban Meyer. Uh, the discussion continues. And we do open the phone lines, 904 362 9901. There are more people that have supported Urban going into year two than I thought, although yeah. it's not overwhelming but even more than I thought, given the emotions and the temperature right now. Well, time. and that's the beauty of those people. They're super passionate, as is with politics. You know, I mean, like, if you're kind of like the minority in a situation. Yeah, you're going to go to bat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, these people are going to ride or die with Urban Meyer yeah. right now. Hashtag Team Urban, right? Uh, we'll be yeah. back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Like when, when a phase struggles, you have to find out, you got to be, uh, as a leader, an expert at cause and effect, why. Why is the, you know, I don't want to start picking against offense versus defense, but I see, you know, our defensive staff working great. I see offense, there's some issues that they're, they're fighting through, and it shows on the field. Uh, that, once again, am I saying they're bad people? Am I exploding? Am I doing? No. Oh, I just see it. You can see it. That is Urban Meyer, and another instance where... Uh, you know, I just don't know if it's... I think he actually spoke the truth there. <laughs> like, right? I mean, Herb Meyer's basically saying, hey, defensive guys are doing a pretty good job. Yeah. The offensive guys are not. Yeah. I can see it and you can see it. Yep. But probably not the best thing to say if the building already is kind of in dysfunction. Yeah. And I do believe, like, I think that was, like, a fair assessment but I just wonder how many coaches would do that in that spot. But I said I mean, this a little bit yesterday. It's like, yeah. would, you say, would you answer some of these questions the way, would you even give it time? Most people just say, I ain't talking about that. Next question. Yeah, I mean, that question doesn't bother me too bad because we all know it, and even the players in that locker room know it. Like, yeah, yes, that's the, the, the defense is monumentally ahead of the, the offense right now. So, I mean, if, that, if that's the obvious statement, and then that's the obvious thing that's going on, I mean, speaking out in the universe in front of cameras, to me, doesn't really make that much of a difference to the players not locked in, which I think is the most important part. Yeah, I, by the way, I think I wish he had done that more with the James Robinson situation and sure. other situations. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't know if that's helping him internally, if it's already pretty bad in there. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like I said, I just think he's staying the obvious in that one. And yeah, I don't think maybe. It's, so you yeah. don't think it'll be taken... I mean, I, uh, there was like a hundred other things I had wrong with that press conference <laughs> set aside from that. that. That wasn't one of them, truth be told. <laughs> it was not one of them. Yeah, that wasn't one um, of them. I'll say this. I think, I think, I don't know. I think if the season ended today, I, I don't think Urban Meyer would be back. Yeah. But I say that to myself 
And knowing, because we've covered this long enough, Brent Morton, oh, by the way, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz back on a Tuesday. Tuesdays from Top Golf. Be here until 6 o'clock on ESPN 6.9. I say that knowing that if the Jags win next week, it really doesn't change anything in the grand scheme of anything. Mm-hmm. But it does make people talk differently. It makes people feel differently. Wins do that, even at 2-11. and 11. And I know you're t- saying, Brent, it doesn't change anything. I agree with you. I don't think it changes anything. It shouldn't change anything. But winning does do that. And then if they were to win against the Jets, well, that too. Now all of a sudden you look at an owner who is very usually patient, sits back a little bit, and then assesses, doesn't rush to judgment, not impulsive, not emotional when it comes to these decisions. And now at the end of the year they've got four wins. So they won two out of the last four. Listen, we've done this before. I know how this works. And so that's why I say if it ended right now, Mm-hmm. I think given the embarrassment that's all over national TV, all the discussion around here, even have the most positive people in town sometimes being the most negative over the last few weeks, yeah. I think it's reached a boiling point to where if this was January 10th, I don't know if he could come back. I really don't think he would be. I don't. But I am not committed enough to that to say that can't change between now and then. And that, Austin, doesn't even have anything to do with him, like, rescuing it in some great way. Do you think Houston is that big of a game, though? I think it's a big game for him. Okay, because I I felt like the win against Buffalo was a lot more monumental than the win against Miami was. I do. I I think you're right, but nothing had snowballed to this point. I mean, just given the last three weeks, if you could get a win, and again, you know what wins do. Oh, no, wins make everybody know feel it. so much better in there. I, I know wins in the locker room do for sure. Yeah, I mean, from the locker room standpoint, that could make a big difference. From the optics and everything, I, I don't think beating a 2-11 and Houston Texans team at home is going to make that much of a difference from, from our vantage point. I agree, but all we're working on right now is feel. Sure. And right now it feels really bad in Jacksonville. Horrible. Like really, really bad. Yes. Like embarrassingly bad to everyone. Yes. associated with the organization yes. that is a like a fact and what i'm just trying to say is and get ahead of it again we try to do these like headlines down the road yeah. and if they win a game some of that goes away again like I, you have four games to go where trevor lawrence could play well and then you're like okay how did they bounce back somebody's going to give him credit for that yeah. hey if they go beat houston yeah i know houston stinks but somebody out there is going to be and maybe it's even me somebody's going to be like hey they just beat Tennessee a couple weeks ago. They're yeah. playing hard. The Jags lost to them big time. Look, at we just beat them. Hey, we're seeing players hugging Urban Meyer in the locker room after a win. Yeah. You know, I know how this works. So what I'm telling you is if the season ended today, I really do think he would be gone. I, I do. I get that sense. But I don't know if that's – it's certainly not decided. 100% I can say that. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's time for the feel of everything to subside enough to say, well, let's look at the big picture here. And and, and so I wouldn't sign up for, for putting my house on it. I'm just telling you that. I got you. Well, because you, you, I think you're already down two of those right now. <laughs> but it's, um, been, it's been a good year in the crypto world. So yeah, all right, man. We all good then. We're all good. <laughs> um, from, yeah, so I, I don't know. If you somehow miraculously win two of the next four, is that going to change things? Well, yeah, probably in that front office organization, it probably would change things. Now, would it change our opinion of stuff? I mean, I got to see what Trevor Lawrence looks like. I, I got to see, like, how these wins panned out and, and how bad the losses were. But the most important thing right now is, has he lost the guys in the locker room? Do the guys in the locker room still want to play for him? Now, he pervades the fact 
you know, whether he's, you know, in arms with guys during the national anthem or saying in press conferences how him and Marvin Jones are fine and they're joking about the whole matter. I mean, that's what he says. But then you hear other reports, conflicting reports, saying, well, players are fed up. You know, I mean, there's agents talking and yada, yada, yada. So, I don't know. To me, that's the most important part. And that's what Shad Khan's going to have to, you know, take into consideration here. I understand that Urban Meyer was the big get for Shad Khan. That was the big fish. That was the one that he was pursuing for a long time, spent time, energy, and resources on that. But at the same time, if you go to your players and you go to the building and you get a vibe where it's like, hey, we don't want this guy here anymore, well, then, you know, the sheep outnumber the wolves yeah, at the end of the day. And I, you take that into consideration. So that's the most important part to me. And I'm not sure if these next four games are going to sway that or not. Players have, uh, you know, players can be emotional and players can hold grudges. I'm not sure where the level of grudge right now is in that locker room. But if you've been paying attention to press conferences and stuff, I'm sure there are some disgruntled players right now in that locker room. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a given uh, for sure. Definitely unhappy at 2-11 and, and and unhappy for maybe a myriad of reasons. Um, let's, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't really think it should change. Mm. what takes place in January, even if they won two games down the stretch. I think the bet has been made here. Mm-hmm. And and there's n- even in the next month that things get a little quiet and you're not on every national broadcast and we're not doing this every day, I'm not sure if that really should change the outcome. Because no. what's to say it doesn't happen again next year? Like, is that a l- long enough time to, say, earn the trust mm-hmm. of Urban Meyer that this now is handled and everything's in good shape? Um, and that's, by the way, barring if anything else comes out, win or loss, over the last month, and especially when the season ends and everybody goes their separate ways and starts yapping about everything that happened during this season. But I, I do think that some things can change the feel of it. Uh, you often say, I think there's one of the cliches in sports, right? It's like, uh, not you often say it, but players will say it. It's never as good as it looks on tape. It's never as bad as it looks on tape. Yes. Take that kind of cliche and put it to this situation. Okay. Is there a chance it's not as bad as ever it sounds and looks because, one, Urban is a polarizing figure. Sure. Uh, and, two, everybody's piling on and can't wait to pile on. Three, they're 2-11. and 11. Like, so would you subscribe to maybe it's not as bad as so, we're all making it sound now that everybody's saying it? So let me ask you this. Anytime one of these articles come out, and, like, I think John Gruden would be a good example of that when the first Gruden thing came out. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying, like, think of times where, you know, guys like Tom Pelissero have come out, they've wrote something, um, and then it kind of escalates from there. Like, another one in Washington was a good example. When have those articles ever come out, and it was like, oh, yeah, that, that, that wasn't really truthful. That, that, that was more of just a couple of disgruntled employees or maybe a disgruntled player or maybe an agent that wasn't happy with the contract, something like that. How many times has that happened? That's happened. Oh, not Give a me, lot. Okay. Yeah. It, it hasn't happened a lot. No. Yeah, no, it hasn't happened a lot. Yeah, yeah, usually it's right. Correct. Yeah. And, and that's my point, where is there a possibility that, you know, it's not even a quarter as bad as we think it is? Sure, there's always a possibility. But if I let history be the indicator, if I let everything I know about the business be an indicator, and if I look at the sources of who's revealing this information be the indicator, 
I think it's just as bad, if not worse, than we're hearing right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know what? I would agree. Yeah. I'm just asking you. And, I mean, you—that's you, a football cliche, right? I sure. mean, it's not as good as it looks, not as bad as it looks. Quite frankly, I think there are some of these games, like the Rams game, that was as bad as it looked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think that offensive line last week played as bad as it looks. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. So I'm not sure that cliche always fits is my point. I understand it's kind of a mantra sometimes mm -hmm. from a mental state, and so I just figured I'd apply it to this situation. Uh, I guess what, what we're thinking about then, I just asked this question, can he salvage it in any way? Like, so if if wins won't, are wins the only way to salvage it now and change the feel, mm -hmm. I guess? I guess you get two wins, or maybe you somehow... I'm not even sure getting the next two is the right way. It yeah. might be getting the last one of the year and one of these next couple of weeks yeah. to salvage the feel and maybe some good Trevor play. I mean, can yeah. can Trevor still save him down the stretch? I mean, Trevor Trevor can ha help amplify the situation and make it better, but I don't think there's any saving the situation right now. With well, Once again, I mean, if Trevor goes out there against Houston, throws three touchdowns, four touchdowns, let's say Marvin Jones is mad. Is that going to make Marvin Jones not be mad anymore and Urban Meyer? Yeah. Is, is that going to be James Robinson not be bitter anymore, maybe towards the situation in terms of playing time? Probably not. So th there's only so much Trevor Lawrence can do. Now, take Trevor Lawrence, throw some throwback jerseys in there too, like a jersey reveal. Well, now maybe we're talking. But nobody <laughs> wants to listen to me ever, so that's fine. Then you guys keep on having bad PR. Don't invite me on the kismet. I'm just throwing million-dollar ideas out there, and you all don't want to listen. It's all good, though. Hey, too bad, too too busy giving away 20, 20 grand in the sand. I mean, that's what you got. Oh, hey, the, the people came out to that one now, though. <laughs> Tell you what. You want to talk about I don't want to go there. That's fine. <laughs> I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like, how many people are going to? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll gonna, save you. Let's go uh, to break. We have hundreds from Top Golf. <laughs> hundreds of people out there. <laughs> from Top Golf. Uh, were they all on hashtag Team Bourbon? Uh, <laughs> Tuesdays from Top Golf rolls on. Uh, Shot Khan said something. When you win, you get enemies. Is that true? Uh, and. Brady Quinn kind of said something similar today. Like, this is a gotcha campaign, potentially, on Urban Mind. Do we got the Brady Quinn audio? I think uh, Casey could possibly. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and wrangle that bad boy up if we can. Let's go ahead and wrangle that up a little bit if All we right, can, well, please. maybe we'll do that. What did Brady Quinn say? And, and a little bit more on what Shad Khan said um, about Urban Meyer uh, and more from the Kismet conversation. When we come back, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Yeah, whenever the run game doesn't work, it's, you know, at the line of scrimmage where we're not moving people. And right now that's an issue. Um, that's the biggest issue. I, I know we missed one cut. Uh, we had a chance to jump cut behind uh, uh, and get some positive yards. We had a couple positive yards and a holding penalty, brought one back. Um, so it's, it always starts at the line of scrimmage. And then if there's a missed cut, which we had both of those, um, and that's, uh, that's, that's we, we struggle. We can't run the ball. That's two weeks in a row. I really struggle when you don't try to run the ball. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, he is—he really is hammering Bevel this week about the runs and what he said. And not, I mean, he's not saying by name, yeah. but I mean, the lack of running game. And, and it should be. You know, it's interesting. I was watching the game, and I guess I got so consumed over the last couple of weeks with with uh, James Robinson being benched. Yeah. That I was like, okay, at least he's in the game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it didn't feel as close as ten nothing. But in reality, if you're playing a football game and for 40 minutes it's 10 nothing, you should have more than six carries with your best player. Even well, at the time, I think it was like four carries. For yeah, and, and I can't believe we're, you know, I have to go down this road, but Urban Meyer said right there, 
you know, we're a better team when James Robinson gets the ball, right? I know that. You know that. Our listeners know that. And obviously, Urban Meyer knows that. He knew that before the game, too, in Tennessee, correct? Yeah. Okay. So if it's the second quarter or it's the third quarter and you you at least have been watching the game and you know how many rushes James Robinson has gotten and you're hearing these play calls go over the headset, at what point do you go, hey, you know what? Let's give James Robinson the ball a little more because when he gets the ball, this offense does better. At what point in the game do you do that? And I get, you know, you don't want to micromanage, that's fine. But once again, he just alluded to it. He just admitted it. This team is better when James Robinson gets the ball. So then where is that in the communication on the headset saying, well, let's give James Robinson the ball? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I really don't. Uh, cool. Let's communicate in our headsets and get Steven in. He's been hanging around Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What you got today, man? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Uh, I'm going to put my two cents in on this. Uh, and I, I that, that caller before, uh, God bless him for trying to keep that, that group together. Um, I thought it was a cult. I, I, I honestly think it, sh- it's, it, it should be a done deal because, I mean, Austin, you played the sport. Uh, these leaks he's talking about, apparently he doesn't understand because, you know, it's his first time in the NFL. Players talk to other players on teams. Coaches talk to other coaches on teams. They even talk to their agents. You're going to try and fire everybody for just speaking their mind and talking. And Shad needs to understand this. If this is going on the same way the Tom Coughlin thing went, heads are going to roll probably off that offensive staff. Nobody's going to want to coach for him. No player in free agency is going to want to come hearing all this stuff coming. Nobody's going to want to come here if Irvin's here. So I think he should just pull the plug, especially if they get bulldozed by Houston at home this Sunday. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Stephen. And, and by the way, like I think a lot of people feel that way. I'm just telling you, don't don't really expect that. It's not going to happen in in the season. If it happens, it'll happen in January, but it's not happening in the season. I, I can pretty much, unless something crazy goes down and not a loss on the football. Field. Well, crazy things <laughs> have gone. So, like, I, I mean, I so would I be careful. Never, don't, right? don't put your house but on the I'm line. Saying I'm just from saying from a loss, they could okay. lose 41 to nothing to Houston, right. and he's not oh, getting. Don't say that. He's not. No. I'm just don't telling. say that. I'm just telling. Um, hey, can we play the uh, Brady Quinn? You want to play Brady Quinn or what you got? Well, yeah, I was just going to say with Stevens. Yeah, I mean, agents do talk. Players probably don't want to come here right now. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about this yesterday a little bit where money always talks. Money does but, talk. But, but, but at what point, though? Yeah. Right? And, like, I, I find it very interesting this season, right? The reason why we got became infatuated with Josh Allen, uh, the, the Jacksonville one, why we became such fans of Josh Allen, because when it was bad, he came out and said that, you know, he's, he's Jacksonville through and yeah, through. Yeah. Like, he, he wants to be here. How many players this year through a 2-11 season have said that? Now, maybe I've missed some. Maybe I missed an Instagram post here or a, twi- or a tweet there. But I haven't seen a lot of players come out and said, hey, we're, we're in this till the end. We're, we're going to turn this thing around, and it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. Have you seen any of that? No. And- well, I think that's very telling as well. Yeah. Uh, let's hear from uh, what let's Brady save Quinn it. Let's save it oh, till the top of the hour. Oh, okay. Uh, we got, we're running up against it, so let's save it. Executive director, I, executive decision right I see there. Casey. I like that, I Casey. I see Casey. All right, we'll hang on uh, Brady Quinn, who I think just complimented the Jacksonville media in a roundabout way. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I heard a little bit of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Casey, how long is this clip? It's like 38 seconds. 37 yeah, 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 seconds. Yeah, but Brady Quinn's heated. He's kind of got that. He's got that Dan Orlowski energy going on. A little, a little bit offensive right I have now. A, I have a question about Orlowski and uh, Brady Quinn. Casey. 
both of them. Don't, hey, by the way, stop putting Brady Quinn and Dan Orlovsky in the same hey, sentence. How much is Dan Orlovsky's people I mean, paying you, though? Dan hey, how much Brady is Dan Orlovsky? All of a sudden, Daniel Jones people stop paying you, and now it's Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, I, oh, Danny boy. Did you see Dan Orlovsky's breakdown of the press conference? I'm sure it's out there someplace. <laughs> I want you to watch Trevor right here. I mean, I haven't seen this a rookie quarterback since Peyton Manning. The way he's handling himself in the press conference, I should be a head coach someplace right now, but I'm going to be on NFL Live. It's all good. Dan Orlowski, what's up? Key to the city, baby, Dan. You got a key <laughs> to the city. Come on Tuesdays at Top Golf. I'll pay for your drink. Austin will. I just want Pat McAfee. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.